This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Let me tell you about Rough Greens. Whether your dog is an old codger who just likes to nap on the front porch, young puppy who's constantly getting under your feet, or somewhere in between the two, you love him and you want to make sure he's healthy and has a happy life. You want him or her to be there. And be there for a long time for the family. Caring for your dog is a big responsibility. And if you're feeding them kibble food, you need to know that that is, it has nothing alive in it. It's dead food. Uh, it can sit on the shelf for about two and a half years. You need to put back in all the stuff that had been baked out of it. Minerals, uh, probiotics, antioxidants. If it's healthy for your dog, it is in rough greens and you just sprinkle it on top of your dog's food. They love it. And you'll see a difference in your dog. I did with my dog instantly. Uh, he ate his food for one and probably a month into it I couldn't believe how much energy he had roughgreens.com slash Beck roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33 Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. It is Monday. A lot to discuss, good and bad. Strength is the key. Our our vision on what we want in our country and what we're willing to stand up for is key. People have been standing up all over the weekend, and we'll tell you about that coming up. First, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Waking up every morning, getting out of bed. If it sucks, you know what makes it worse? knowing as soon as you do, you're gonna start hurting. If you're living with pain, you wanna get your life back. I'm here to tell you that I understand firsthand what it is like. It's called Relief Factor. That's what turned my life around, changed my pain, Relief Factor. When I tried everything else and everything else failed, I tried this, I didn't think it would work. It's a daily supplement. 
It uh, helps your body fight that pain. 100% drug-free, developed by doctors to reduce inflammation. And over a million people have tried Relief Factor's Quick Start, and 70% of them go on to order more again and again. See how Relief Factor can help you with their three-week Quick Start. It's $19.95. Comes with Relief Factor's Feel Better or Your Money Back Guarantee. So try it. ReliefFactor.com. 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. 800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference with ReliefFactor.com. All right. So over the weekend, last few days, larger pro-Hamas marches have taken place. 300,000 now in one London event accompanied by the uh, usual chants from the river to the sea and other catchy standards like kill the Jew, you know. So if it rhymes, it must be true. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Per protocol, these are well on their way uh, to become mostly peaceful protests. And when I say they're becoming mostly peaceful, I don't mean that they're becoming mostly peaceful. One Jewish man killed in California last week, hit in the head with a megaphone, or he may have viciously attacked the megaphone with his head and lost. We're not sure yet. In New York, I don't know if you saw the video, they took down American flags from streetlights to burn. In one UK neighborhood, the police took down a fed up resident's British flag, not Israel, but the British flags as to, quote, not anger the PLO flag-waving mob. Listen to this. One policeman, when questioned, said the quiet part out loud. Quote, there are way more of them than there are of us. End quote. I don't know. That might send a chill down the bone. Uh, all the way down, deep, deep, deep into your bones. Don't be surprised if burning cities are next. There's been more than one round of riots in America fueled by racial issues. Another one will come. But where's Martin Luther King? His marches don't seem to be among any of the marches that we're seeing today. He would not have been burning flags. Why? Around the world, there were plenty of riots and revolts against colonial governments back when those were a thing. But those were not Gandhi's thing. Gandhi went so far to go as a uh, go on a hunger strike against the violence instigated by his own side. Why? Well, in both cases, these exceptional men led movements that carried the day. And that happened because they made their point in a way we've all but forgotten, all the while making the point of how difficult and truly unique in history that way is. Non-violence doesn't happen. No less important than in both of these cases, they made their point to societies already receptive to those points, primed for the change an MLK or Gandhi would push primed you have been primed the media primes you every day the media is getting you set for i don't know war overseas and maybe war at home that's what you're being primed for every day and i'm not going to play a role in it 
In most societies in history, such protests would have ended with MLK or Gandhi facing government troops, and they just would have gunned them down before it even started. No water hoses, no jail, just machine guns, and then silence. What would happen today if these peaceful protests like those guys did in Tehran or Beijing or Hong Kong? You know what would happen. In Iran, you're slaughtered in the street. In Beijing or Hong Kong, you just are disappeared. MLK and Gandhi made their point in Western societies that were built on Judeo-Christian values and principles, justice, rule of law, the value of life. Martin Luther King, he didn't burn American flags. He approached America and embraced the American ideals. His, his eternal mission statement that we've all heard a million times, I have a dream. But he said, I have a dream that one nation, one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. That's Martin Luther King. He didn't seek revenge. He didn't want to overthrow the West or dismantle America. He loved America for who she could be and challenged her to live up to that promise. Well, I do the same thing today. America, I know who we can be. Let's live up to that. How different are today's protests in the streets? No challenge, no common ground for values, only cynical exploitation against the West itself of tolerance, love of peace, or sympathy for selected underdogs. But no call to be better, not together at least, not based on the values vision of the best civilization ever built by man no they have to be turned on themselves and that that society needs to be destroyed instead from the river to the sea death to the jew death to israel death to america just so you know who's next death to america here's my favorite from the weekend sharia law now just so you know what comes next And you know what? Freedom of speech. In our country, you should be able to say it. But we should be listening closely and taking the warning and not be fooled. This is not about justice or defending the weak or the innocent. They could say we believe in a free Palestine living side by side with Israel. But Hamas is ISIS. Inhuman monsters who deserve what's coming to them. We call on Hamas to surrender unconditionally and release all of the hostages. We call on the people of Gaza to produce new leadership, willing to live at peace with Israel and rebuild Gaza for its citizens. If they did that, the fighting would stop today. We have yet to hear anything remotely like this from the millions that apparently prefer from the river to the sea. So this isn't about struggling infants and innocence. This isn't about peace or justice. This isn't really about the Jew or Israel. They're just the first target. They always are. 
this is a wedge to be used in dismantling the Western way of life. That's all this is. Using what it has left of its own values against itself. Well, I feel bad for the, the innocent. Yes, of course you do. Of course you do. But we in the West have to stand, not with violence of our own, but firmly and on the solid ground of those very same values that made us who we are. And that ground, this is the last patch of ground, gang. We go incredibly dark if we lose these last values. It is we're playing for the soul of the West, and I mean that literally. Speech has to be allowed no matter how despicable. But when you start burning and killing and calling for the destruction of the very society you are protesting in, something else is at play here. Tolerance ends there. No destruction, no death, no fires, no We have to be really clear so they can't fool us into turning our own values against us. That's what's been happening to us. And it's not who we are. It's not who we are. They are turning us into everything we despise. We need to square our shoulders and say, we are not going to allow you to turn us into this. You will not cause us to call the things we've always known are good, evil. We're not going to do it. You will not cause us to sink into guilt, real or imagined, over the sins of this civilization's past. Just because they were committed by people who may have looked like some of us, I'm not responsible Let's talk about the things that are going on today. If you surround yourself in guilt and shame, you will forget the shining promise that only this very civilization has held aloft, brought forth into the world for the first time that we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. In other countries... You have to answer for the sins of the father. You can't change your station in life. You are born and where you are born and who you came from is all that matters. The past. America is about the future. We're not going to buy into it. No, not here. There's no such thing as collective salvation. I hold no guilt for the sins of the past. I hold guilt For my sins of admission or omission, the things that I do or fail to do today, and that's why I stand. I know who I am, I know my sins, and I know who and what is the only thing capable of taking those away. And it ain't you, Jack. says nothing truth has nothing to do with reverse racism as that is racism in a shiny new box for people who are too dumb or just not paying attention it has nothing to do about only caring uh, about the children who are dying in gaza life is life 
What about the boy fighting for his life today in Great Britain, who the state says they, we can't keep him alive on life support anymore? Collective medicine <clears throat> is deciding for the parents. The parents have a place to move him. They can pay for it. But the collective has to do what is best for the collective. So they will decide that this kid dies. What about the kids that are being mutilated, sterilized by the same kind of doctors who did this in Germany? And make no mistake, doc, that is exactly who you will be remembered as. Or the teenagers in Canada that are depressed that the collective medical workers will assist in killing today. Let's not forget about those who want to shout their abortion. All of these things are evil. All of these are about the collective. And God and Christ is about the individual. One-on-one. America is about the personal. One-on-one. I stand for the innocent. I stand for the individual. I stand for life. That's who we are, gang. Don't forget it. Sear it. Live it every day. I stand for the grand and sacred ideas that our country stands for still today. While she has one breath in her, she stands for the values, the past, and that promise for the future. Back in a minute. Okay, uh, history is so important. If you want to know how we got here, you got to know history. You want to know who you are. You got to know your family history. And I know that may not sound really important to a lot of people. It wasn't to me until I started finding out who my, my relatives were. Oof, they were just a bunch of nobodies, except for a couple of them did something really remarkable. Nothing you'll ever read about in a history book. But it gives me strength. Right now, Legacy Box wants you to take their preservation of family history to the next level. They have their Black Friday early access sale. You can convert uh, their tapes and or your tapes and your film reels for $9 each. Now, everybody's coming together over the holidays, bring up memories, you know, of the past moments you wish you could go back and relive most of them. All of the boxes of old Super 8 film, VHS tapes, slides you got in the garage, breathe new life into them, the kind that will last forever. Also, Legacy Box digitizes 15 other types of analog media so you can get your favorite memories saved forever. Time is running out for those old formats, and it's running out for the huge Black Friday early access sale. So take action today and be the historian your family needs. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Beck. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Get early access to their Black Friday sale and get started digitizing your memories for as low as $9 a tape. It's 60% off. Take advantage of this now. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. 10 seconds. Station ID. Well, let me say hello to Stuber Gear. Glenn, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. You're back? Yes. Rejuvenated? Yes. Inspired? Yes. I'm very interested to hear about this uh, weekend you had. A strangely controversial, I hear. Really? Yeah. On uh, social media, people are like, 
Tony Robbins is the Antichrist. And I'm like, well, he is big. But I don't know if the Antichrist is going to be big and have big, huge banana hands like he has. <laughs> but uh, uh, no, it was it was really inspirational. I've seen him before. I've never taken a full course of his um, until this time. But I've seen him before. I've been to, you know, I've just kind of walked in and visited some of his seminars because we were friends. And uh, it, this was I mean, I think he knows what time it is. Uh, he, he was talking about being a Christian from the stage. He talked about God a lot. I mean, he gives room for everybody else, but yeah, you know, he was like, at one point, I think he said, God's the only, like it or not, God's the only answer. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. You wouldn't, he's not necessarily. No, he's not a God guy. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, apparently he is, but yeah, we, we didn't, it's not necessarily what he's known for. Yeah. And I was shocked on Thursday he started the seminar. I mean, I thought he was doing my show. He started the <laughs> seminar with ESG and the Great Reset, and really, yeah, because he's a you know he's known as a business guy, right? And so he was like, you know, the world's on fire, world's on fire, and here are some things that you need to know. And he went through them, and then he was like, okay, so now what are we going to do? We're going to sit here and be afraid of it, or not? And I'm like, well. That's why I'm here. I don't know which one. <laughs> so, well, I have I have more questions. I know we don't have much time right now to do this, yeah. but I have questions about some of your social media posts. Okay, from uh, the past few days. Okay, I All would right. like some answers on what okay. exactly happened. What did I see happen? Uh, do you have feet left? Uh, lots of questions. I'm I have deeply bandaged, deeply bandaged, um, bandaged. Very, if you are not bloody stumps bloody on stumps. Glenn's social media, you might not know that Glenn posted a video of himself walking on hot coals from the Tony Robbins. And I Robbins. did it for a reason. Well, I want to hear about this. Okay. I we'll get into it a little uh, in a little while. Let me give you some things that are in our show prep today that we're not going to have time today to get to, but they're also important. FBI officials, according to whistleblowers. Uh, singled out agents, FBI agents, who were former military for anti-Trump retaliation. So we now know that they were doing exactly that. Uh, IRS has launched an audit into a conservative organization that helped tank nominees for key administrative posts. So we know now they're using the IRS as a weapon. Uh, The feds are targeting Eric Adams, the governor of uh or I mean i'm sorry the um uh, mayor of new york city we're wondering if he's doing that because he questioned joe biden and spoke out against immigration and there's a new survey shows 24 percent of america's americans know somebody who might take up arms against the government and army and army ammunition plant is tied to mass shootings across the U.S. New York Times says maybe we should start to monitor who's buying bullets. The Glenn Beck Program. Unbelievable. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Debt, debt, and more debt. Do you ever have one of those days where you hear somebody say they're up to debt in their eyeballs and you want to respond with, yeah, I have debt over my eyeballs way way over whether it's credit cards or staggering interest rates that that have you something else uh entirely debts 
that you're trying to pay off but are keeping you from getting your financial house in order because the interest rate is so high. The interest rate now is between 33 and 35% on some credit cards. You got to get free of this. Uh, would you call American Financing at 800-906-2440? 800-906-2440. Have them do a free financial review, show you all your options. People are doing this from this audience, saving about $700 a month every month. Please, no obligation, just call them at AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. Head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn and use the code Glenn. You'll save 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Yes, you too this Christmas can drink like a Hall of Famer. It's, no, it's true. Uh, and it keeps everything warmish or coolish all the time. Uh, ish? Hmm? It's just well, ish. It's not warm or cold. This one I think uh, maybe this one does. Is this metal? Okay. No. This, these are made from heavy metal plastic. <laughs> 100% heavy metal plastic. And you can piss off all the climate activists one sip at a time. You just don't burn fossil fuels. You drink out of them. <laughs> uh, and uh, you can get it now at glenbeckmerch.com. They have several different versions of the Glenbeck uh, mug or cup. Uh, you can get them for Christmas now, glenbeckmerch.com. Well, hello, Pat Gray. How are you? Hello, Glenbeck. I'm good. You? Good. Oh, you? My goodness. Bottom yes. of your feet burned completely off? <laughs> no. No, so it is. I mean, it is crazy. <laughs> it is crazy, crazy, crazy. I went to the Tony Robbins uh, seminar, Unleash the. Power. Power, if, yeah. Thank you. Whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And um, uh, the first day, he's like, Tanya, we're going to firewalk. And um, Tanya and, and I looked at each other and went, no, I don't no, don't think <laughs> we are. Um, and the whole point of it is to show that you can do things if you set your mind to it and you're in the right frame of mind, you can do things you think are impossible. Mm. And uh, he takes, the, at the, it, I think we firewalked like it. 10 o'clock or 1030 at night. Uh, and he takes about two hours to place you in this, in this zone. And he's like, look, don't do this. If you're not in the zone. Uh, and he, you know, they have people that will pull you from line. If you're not really focused and he tells mm-hmm. you exactly what to do. Uh, and then he walks across the fire and, uh, we were right behind him. He walks crossfire, then he comes back to the front of the line, and Rafe went first. And wow. I saw That's him. Brief. He was talking to Rafe, and you know, really, you know, this got to blah, blah blah. I don't know what he said, but he was talking to him for a while, and then he sends Rafe across the fire, and Rafe is just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he, my wife is next, and he's wait. You let your kid and your wife go first? They got in line. They, oh. I mean, they were no, no, no. They wanted. They were, and so they went. Wow, and, women and children first. It really mm, doesn't work yeah, that it, way. It does mm-hmm. that. You bet it does. <laughs> and so then my wife went next, and he talked to her for a while, and then sent her off. And I get up there, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm the third in line, mm-hmm. and I'm mm-hmm. like, this is gonna hurt. And uh, he just looks at me and he's like, you got this, dude, go. 
<laughs> like, no, I really don't think I do. Wait, wait, what did you say to them? Did you give them some special key? Oh, wow. I just went and uh, it was amazing. Amazing. So wait, is there some scam to it? Is it like so they're not you run really across that hot? really fast? Yeah, like what's the scam? No, he said the opposite. Do not run across them. You've mm. got to be certain in your steps. Just if you watch the video, mm. I'm like, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. You and, look- he, and you're actually saying cool moss, cool moss, cool moss. You're thinking that this is just a mossy floor and it's all cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't, he said, do mm-hmm. not look down. Don't look down. He said, cause you will see and it'll take you out of the state. Mm-hmm. Don't. Um, and, uh, so I'm watching them. They, they have these, the, the fires were built, uh, by a fire team early in the day. And then they are, uh, made into hot coals and then shoveled into wheelbarrows. And those wheelbarrows, I mean, they're just glowing red. Mm-hmm. The, the, all the coals glowing red. And then they come in about every five people or so. They shovel the coals out again. So there's fresh, hot coals in front of you. It's, you don't want stale coals. You want the no, fresh, hot coals. No, ones, yeah. Don't you? Yeah, don't you? Yeah. It's, you, it's amazing. Uh-huh. And then they immediately, when you get to the other side, um, mm-hmm. you have to wipe your feet because in case you have anything stuck to your foot, and then they wash, they hit it with a hose. Uh, and so there's nothing on your foot. Is there, is there like a layer at the top that's not as hot? Or? No, no, mm. no. Mm. It doesn't seem, it seemed like they would just go right through your feet. <laughs> like a, um, Tanya got a small blister. Okay. Rafe got a small blister. I don't have feet left, but no, <laughs> I, I, nothing happened to me, but those two. Not guys, even a blister. Not even a blister. And wow. it, uh, it, it's bizarre. That's really something. It is bizarre. But it's it again. He's been doing this for a long time. Yeah, he said he said he's been doing it for like twenty five years or something like that. Million people have firewalked with him. That's incredible. Uh, yeah, and it doesn't seem. It seems like in today's day and age, they would never. Even if it was completely safe and there's no risk at all, they would be you have be eliminating from society. Well, he all said these things. just about the time we were to go. He said, look. I, he, he said, please take this seriously. I've had 11 people who were burned, had to go to the hospital. He said, um, and in all the years I've done it, two have died from infections from that burn. Oh, my God. That's really? what the entire audience said. And yeah. then he was like, no, I'm screwing with you. Oh. I'm totally screwing with you. We're like, because we all said, what? We looked at each other like, I don't think I'm going to do this. Even if it's two out of a million, <laughs> a you're million still like, still, I'm, I'm not, not doing, doing that. I'm not doing it. <laughs> No, but he said, I, he said, I have gotten badly burned. He said, I became mm. arrogant. I fell out of state. And he said, my last step, I'm like, yeah, I got this. And he said, burned my foot really badly. He's like, mm. these are hot. Mm-hmm. These are hot. And they were. I, I was on them. They, and you they could were. feel they were hot. but No, you- could not. But they mm. looked hot. I know they were hot, wouldn't have reached down into that fire and grabbed any of them, but it did not feel hot. If you put your hands Hmm. over the coals, you'd feel the heat. Oh, yeah. You could feel the heat coming towards you, Mm. you know, and they're shoveling stuff and you're seeing the little waves in the air. Yeah, it's Mm. hot. That is bizarre. It's really bizarre. And the idea is basically you could do whatever you want to do if you put your mind to it. That's essentially the concept. You know, I I went to his seminar because... uh, you know, as you might imagine, well, as you are, 
you can get beaten down by the world. And uh, I've really struggled the last year, and I've talked to Tony several times, uh, and uh, just feel beaten at times. Uh, And the the one thing I did with Firewalk was, if I can do this, I can withstand anything. That's Mm -hmm. my whole Mm -hmm. thought line on that was, really, dude? Oh, you're going to do what to me? I've walked on fire. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's and and he's right. It is you know, he, he opened up with like I don't know, maybe an hour of what the world what's going on in the world. And I mean, he sounded like he was doing my show. And uh, he talked about ESG and Klaus Schwab mm-hmm. and everything else because it's mainly a business thing, I think. Um, or at least that's what he's kind of known for. And he was like, so the world's on fire. So now what are we going to do? Mm. We, we can either sit here and go, oh, no, the world's on fire and be paralyzed. Or we're going to walk through it. He's like, because we get to the other side. We do get to the other side. So how are we going to do that? Got to lock your mind into, you know, as he said, they're going to be winners and losers. They're going to be those who lose. It might think they're winning right now. And they're going to be those of us in this economy who are going to lose a lot. He said, but that doesn't mean you lose everything. And that doesn't mean that you lose yourself. And it doesn't, you know, you could do well in this economy. Now, I don't know how to do that. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. So overall inspiring, like you were. Rafe's a different kid. Really? Rafe's a different kid. Now I'll see how, how it holds, mm-hmm. um, you know, because he's got to do, you know, Tony is like, I'm not your guru. I'm going to see you here and then you're going to leave and you're going to do your life. And it's all up to you. His whole thing is you have the power within you to do it. And he shows you how to keep it up. Whether we do it or not is up to us. Tony's not going to be there every day to kind of. <laughs> no, uh-uh. I'm not. No, Surely. I know. I was Lazy. a little pissed off. Yeah, that's what I would say. I was I like, mean, you know least... what I paid for this ticket? <laughs> least he could do. Yeah. But it's, um, <laughs> you know, he, he talked about, and I started my day like this uh, today. He said, you have to have an, an hour before you begin your day. And he said, the first thing you need to do is to um, get into a state of gratitude. And he said, the way I do it is I write uh, a note to somebody or people that I have noticed did something that is just amazing. And that way, I, because I'm doing it every day, I have to notice the good things around me. And he mm. said, that puts me in this state of gratitude. And then I send that gratitude to the people that I've noticed and in a tangible way, and they become grateful. Uh, He said, and then you got to spend, you know, at least 15 minutes in, uh, you know, some sort of scripture and feed yourself those words. So you are strong. Then 15 minutes of exercise. I'm going to skip that part. 15 minutes of exercise. Uh, and then 15 minutes of visualization. He said, you'll, you'll be unstoppable. Does he know how early Pat has to get up for a show? An, yeah, an extra hour early, I, I think. I'm like, yeah, I'll do that sometime. Uh-huh. I mean, you know. 
Yeah, no. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Back in just a minute. Uh, Rough Greens. They say a man is a dog's best friend. And that relationship you have, you take seriously. I know that. If you're a pet owner, you want your dog to be healthy and happy and be with you. Now, what do you do? You can go out and uh, try all kinds of different foods. This is what we did with Uno. Jeez. Because he, he his main problem was he would never eat. And so we started, you know, dry food, wet food, you know, what, what food. We had to do prescription food for a while. I mean, he loved that. He's getting old for a German Shepherd. And I think Rough Greens has given him the best years of his life. Rough Greens, not a dog food. It's a supplement. You put it on the food. The dogs love it, at least Uno did. Uh, and it gives all of the things that they bake out of your kibble food. Roughgreens.com slash back. You get the first bag free. It's just a trial bag. But that way your dog can try it and you're not out anything. You just pay for shipping. 833-GLEN-33. It's 833-GLEN-33. Go to roughgreens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash back or call them at 833-GLEN-33 now. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Most people have no idea that there's an invisible gap in their home's protection. Because you think about when you're protecting your home, you think about, I don't know, your front door, your alarm system, um, you know, making sure you have a way to protect your family. But you don't think about the paperwork stuff, right? The home stealing that can happen. House stealing is, according to the FBI, one of the fastest growing crimes in America. And basically what happens is you have a hacker who gets in control of your documents of your home. They can sign it over into their name. It looks like you sold the house to them. They have rights uh, when it comes to your equity because it looks like on paper it's their house. So they can go and take out loans uh, against your equity. What happens at the end of that process? Nothing fun. Nothing fun. You basically are the one stuck trying to unravel this legal nest uh, uh, of vipers. You don't want to do that. Um, And so what do you do? Well, you have to go with home title lock. Home title lock can actually make the difference between a secure home title and a really horrible experience. Protect yourself from this invisible gap. Check on your home's title right now at HomeTitleLock.com. Be sure to use the promo code BECK and they will send you a complete scan of your home's title and your first 30 days of triple lock protection are free. HomeTitleLock.com and the promo code is BECK. This is your biggest investment. It's your legacy financially. You got to protect it. HomeTitleLock.com. It's HomeTitleLock.com. The code is Beck. Okay, so I so I got the that sales pitch wrong. I guess I'm so good at this. I hate. Well, you went to the Tony Robbins com- conference. I hate schlocking stuff. And you I came out it. and you're like, "Hey, buy this mug. That's not for yeah, sale." Yeah. Well, this mug is for sale. I was just told during the break. This is the mug. That's cool. This, one, actually. this is the one I really like. Uh, this mug is for sale. It's, it's not a big mug. GB, it's a, no, it's a, it's a tumbler? tumbler. Yeah. Okay. And it's got the big GB logo on it. Very cool. And, uh, it'll piss all your, lo- now holds 33% more leftist tears. Really? Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So Ben Shapiro, <laughs> I upped ours. Now up yours. There. Oh, now see that's, <laughs> that's wrong. Uh, all right. Hey, did you see that, um, Bishop Strickland, uh, has been forced to resign. 
Yeah, he said some th- things I guess he wasn't allowed to say. You're not allowed to be critical of... It's weird. It's weird. Um, yeah, he, he was critical of the Pope. Um, he was critical of... I think he called, I think he called Joe Biden uh, evil, an evil president. Um, and he's been removed, which is really weird because I think you can molest children and some popes won't have you removed. Uh, but this one, this one, he's out. And it's very rare that uh, you he would do this. He's from Texas, right? This guy? Yeah. An outspoken um, critic. Tyler, Texas, I yeah, think. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now he he was asked to resign and he said, fire me. I'm not. I'm telling people to follow the Lord. I believe you're Pope, but I believe that you are wrong. And I'm just telling people, follow Jesus. And the Pope said, that's a not a good enough or whatever. Um, <laughs> Is it Mario or the Pope? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so uh, I hope to be able to talk to him because it's uh, it's it's it was quite the battle here. Uh, it's. I, you know, I'm not, I did not grow up Catholic. I'm not Catholic, but I know uh, I have a lot of friends who are. I don't know what, uh, most of the friends I have that are Catholic are all critical of the Pope. <laughs> like I, yeah, I, I think, they all seem like. I they, think Catholics are. Yeah. I think Catholics, cafeteria Catholics, which I used to be, mm-hmm. uh, are 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 not. They're kind of like, I don't like this guy. Pope kind of like, says it. How does he that, like, you know. You grew up hey. Catholic. How does that hierarchy work? Like, is it, is, is it in. I mean, in theory, like Pope Jesus. Well, no, I mean, Jesus. Then I mean, I was going up, but right. Jesus, then the Pope. Right. The Pope yeah. basically has a divine inspiration, yeah, right, to be yeah, saying yeah. these things. So mm-hmm. is it he letter of the, the law that you're not supposed to be critical of him publicly? Yeah. You, okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, that was kind of the Inquisition kind of thing. They kind okay. of seared that into people, you know, way, <laughs> way back. Yeah. You know. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, so they got that. But so but you're saying it's very uncommon. It can't be un- completely uncommon for people to be critical. No, of- usually when you hit 70, uh, 75, yeah, 75, the Pope invites you to retire. Okay. I, I invite Joe Biden to retire mm-hmm. uh, 10 years ago. All of our candidates over uh, 75. We yeah. have nobody left in Washington. I know. We have that policy. Uh, but anyway, uh, he invites you to retire, and usually they do. And if they don't, he, if you know, under some circumstances, he'll remove them. Um, but for this kind of stuff, really unusual, really rare. very unusual. Mm. So we got that going for us. Um, by the way, by the way, uh, do we have we have time? Uh, cut six here. Joe Biden's campaign spokesperson uh, was asked about. That's about the economy. Listen to this. The Labor Department numbers came out for the third quarter. Nearly 8.4 million people in this country are working at least two jobs. That's the highest number since 2019. So when people are looking for that economic shift, they don't feel it. To that woman, you say what? Yeah, I'd say that that's precisely why we need another four years until you finish the job. Right? <laughs> I think it's important, too, that the president, of course, wants to get all of this done. Yes. But we have to be honest about the brick wall of MAGA yes. extremism that we continue to run into when we're trying right. to get things done for the it's American the people. It's the MAGA extremists that you're putting in jail that are the ones hurting the economy. Right, right. The Glenn Beck Program.
Uh, let's talk about uh, American made. There's a reason the term has carried a lot of weight with consumers. When you know something comes from America, really, truly made in America, every piece from the ground up, you know you're getting true quality. That's what you get when you buy American giant clothing. Every stitch of thread, every metal rivet, every drop of ink is made and assembled here. They're not just buying, uh, you know, selling clothing. You're, you're selling really the the uh, idea of investing in the process that sa- saves our country in the end. Get back to the independent spirit of American manufacturing. And American Giant is doing their part. So please, when you're looking for clothing, something for Christmas, buy American today. Go to American-Giant.com slash Glenn. They've got some of the best clothing. I love their pants. I love their jeans. Uh, I love their uh, their sweatshirts. Are the best made, bar none, best made. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're excited to have you. Uh, Rob Schneider should be joining us this hour. I also want to talk to you about a big rally that is happening tomorrow uh, in uh, in Washington, D.C. that I think is very, very important. We get into that in 60 seconds. First, little things can make a big difference. Imagine if somebody saved your life from a guaranteed death and you could do it yourself for $28. Your life is worth so much more than that, but how grateful would you be that somebody did that? You can be that change today. For an unborn person, you can be that person by giving to the Ministry of Preborn. They're saving lives every day by providing moms in crisis with free ultrasounds. That doubles the chance mom picks life. 
And that's not all. They also offer those moms maternity clothes and doctor's visits. They help that need for two years. All of this they do because of the generous people like you who believe in saving lives and give what you can. At $28 donation, that's the price of an ultrasound. Could make the difference between life and death of a child today. And when you give any amount to preborn, it's all tax deductible. Goes directly to that work as well. So get involved today by dialing pound 250, saying the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby, or donate securely at preborn.com slash Beck. That's preborn.com slash Beck. Sponsored by Preborn. So there is a broad coalition uh, for American communities. It's gathering tomorrow, March for Israel, uh, and it's happening at the National Mall in Washington, D.C. It is to show uh, the support for Israel and Jews. I wish I could be there. I could not rearrange my schedule, but I highly recommend that you go tomorrow i've checked this out six ways to sunday um these organizations i don't agree with on everything but on this i absolutely agree march for israel tomorrow at the national mall in washington dc we have rob on rob schneider is uh with us now he just turned 60 hey old man how are you I don't know how that happened. Am I have to join that AARP? I know. I think you got to sell 65. I, I think. I don't know. Uh, I'm only 59. So. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So I'm I'm not old like you yet. All right, Junior. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so, um, Rob, you wrote a great article um, about your journey into 60 and your advice at 60. But you also talk about you've you've become a practicing catholic you've you've were you christian your whole life and just never practicing or what's your story yeah i i was kind of going through life slugging along ignoring god and uh pretending like uh there was a like you know i kind of like the atheist mistake of there's um and they you know they're my friends atheists but they, they make the mistake of thinking like this whole universe is just this gigantic uh, thing expanding and bumping into stuff and uh, that's meaningless and just and that we are some accidental freak of intelligence that just happened and and it'll all go away and and I just think that you know if um, as my buddy Norm Macdonald said you know we're not a we're we're you know, we're a small fraction of the universe so if there is such a thing as compassion love and uh, and empathy then it must be endemic to this whole whole thing that we exist in. And, um, and, and I, I, I think, um, you know, the, the, that little voice of, uh, Jesus Christ was, uh, was never, was always coming back to me, even though I was going away from him. And then finally, I think during all of this and, um, kind of more obvious, I don't know how else to say it, but more obvious evil in the world. And, yeah. uh, uh, I think it kind of, uh, it, it gave me, a, a, a you know, I kind of got back to it that way because if there is this really organized evil in the world and, and I don't think it's at all more powerful, but I do think it's, it's here to, to challenge us as a individually, as a family, as a community. And I think also as, as you and I, you know, have come to really understand now as a nation yeah, that uh, I think we, um, you know, uh, are you coming to God and realizing that, um, as the as Father Ripperger said, the 
And, the, 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 and I don't have the thing. Some people are having a, a question about uh, Christianity is is in Jesus, whatever form it is. I just for me, Catholicism works because sure. it's the closest to the word. It's the closest to the actual word of Jesus through um, through the Greek and the Latin. And and that's why that's uh, it works for me. So, but um, you know, I saw an article about this uh, in. Let me look. It was I think it was Christianity Today. No, ChristianPost.com. dot uh, com, and it uh, it talked about how you're you know you're you're you have failed in the past to show Christ's forgiveness to those who you disagree with, um, and it's really beautiful stuff that you've said about forgiving people, et cetera, et cetera. But then it goes into, yeah, but he's repeatedly weighed in on LGBTQ-related uh, issues on his ex-account. Um, he was talking about the, uh, the female athlete getting spiked in the face by a male competing with the women. And he wrote, this has got to stop. If parents, coaches, and women athletes all refuse to play against these men, it all stops. And then he was on the Glenn Beck program, and he talked about gender mutilation. Um, and so they're trying to say that, see, you really haven't changed because you're not forgiving of those things. Well, that, that's a difference between Christ doesn't want us to, to just uh, stand down and accept evil and forgive evil and let it to perpetuate. Christ wants us to stand up against it. You don't want to just, you have to knock, you know, Christ knocked over the, the, the merchants that were no longer practicing uh, at the temple because he, and, and showed a righteous anger. We have to protect the most vulnerable members of our society, our children. Now, there's uh, this weird justification that it seems to be okay for women now to suddenly, uh, in, for the, quote, progress, they need to take a back seat to other men, and that's what these people are. They're mm-hmm. men. They're not women in any way, shape, or form. And th- there's, there's this strange societal narcissism that is somehow accepted in, in some ways, is, is I think, is, is, an, is an attack on women, which is an attack on God. And uh, I think we need to stand up and protect them. And, and it's just a um, – there is evil that can perpetuate, and you know it's wrong, and the people know it's wrong. And I'm glad that uh, that the female athletes like Riley Gaines are, are 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 actually talking and stepping up. And my wife actually corrected me because I said, "Why don't the student Why don't the student athletes and these women step up? These you know who are these swim teams or basketball teams or whatever or volleyball teams step up and say something?" And she said, "They do, but people aren't listening to them because mm-hmm. people don't listen to women." And I said, "Wow." I mean, I think I think she's right. I I will tell you that um, there's a great misunderstanding on uh, speaking the truth. That's all that Christ spoke was the truth. And sometimes people don't like it. Oh, well, it doesn't mean I stop loving you um, because you're my brother or sister. And I hope that, you know, some at some point truth corrects you and you come on the side of truth. But. Uh, I don't hate you, and uh, I don't. That's why I don't take it out. I try not to take it out on you. It's really hard. It's really hard. It is hard. It is hard, and it's supposed to be hard, and it's supposed to be difficult. But we have to. We have to uh, try to. Um, we have to trust that that righteous instinct 
and it, it's there to challenge us. But we cannot be silent, and we cannot uh, we cannot stand down when you know, the, the, especially the most vulnerable members of our society are, are now under attack. And I, and I think it's you know the the LBGT, LBGTQ community that were it wasn't that's not the whole community, but the community that is pushing this uh, knowingly knows it's wrong because they went to a, a group of attorneys and they got advice about how to do this. And they said, don't do it with any publicity as far as, you know, the um, gender issues and the gender, uh, what they call protections. And it's interesting because they just rename protections for something that is the opposite of it, mm-hmm. which is mutilation. Mm-hmm. Because you have like, if these, and it's, I just tell people who are, who, because they use our goodwill against us, which is inherently evil. But if these children uh, can't vote, we don't allow them to drive. We don't allow them to own a gun. We don't uh, allow them to um, join the army uh, we be, or get even tattoos because they are not capable of making these permanent decisions about these things. But yet we're able to do these horrible, and they are horrible, right? right. horrible things and that have lifelong repercussions. And you see, um, you know, the, in Prager University, there's a wonderful film. I say wonderful, but there was a very uh, knowledgeable mm-hmm. and um, informing film about the detransitioners. And it's just, it's, it's criminal. And what it is, it's sad. And let the child uh, you know, at least turn 18 before they decide to do something. I think yeah. 18 also. My, my child, my oldest one, my daughter, she wasn't an adult at 18 either. I mean, truthfully, the brain doesn't stop till 25. Right. So, but I do think at least at a minimum, if you have any conscience at all, then there should be um, any faith at all. Then you have wait till they're 18 before they make a decision, and and um, and and just don't jump on any new fads, especially a fad that has uh, the 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 real evil of it is this idea that they can be. Uh, you know, infertile and and just dis- destroy themselves for life. I I think there is a um, th- there is a really an attack on babies. There's an attack on, on oh, girls. Uh, There's an attack on th- women. This whole thing is a culture of death. I mean, you look at what's happening with the Palestinian uh, uh, rallies, where they're openly chanting, uh, you know, death to Jews and send them to Germany and. All of these horrible, horrible things. This th- every bit of this evil at us. Yeah, yeah is well, it, culture it, of death. It, it is a cultural. It is a culture of death. It's a a culture. It's just. I think there's um, there's different ways to get at this, and like you know, my coming to Christ was also an illogical sense of. I do think um, you have the atheists now who have. It's like the opposite of the Snopes trial. The Snopes trial. Which which cornered in Snopes trial which in the 1920s, mm-hmm. um, which was about Christianity and uh, evolution, and uh, the the idea that Christianity was was trying to um, close in and limit the idea of God's plan uh, of uh, which could have been evolutionary in part for sure um, was 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 basically putting uh, a, a fanatic spin on uh, Christianity and faith. What you have now is the opposite of the Snopes trial. You have a fanaticism coming from the atheists, coming from godless people. 
and, and that are um, not wanting to see the potentiality of God and the potentiality of what they're doing could be wrong. And just the real, real ex- exposing this is seeing the LBGTQ community who are supporting Hamas and Palestinians. Mm-hmm. And it's like somebody's got to whisper in their ear, hey, they would kill you in a minute. Yeah. They'll stone you to death. These, these are not people. These are murderers. You have to call them what they are. And what it really, the sad thing about the pro-Palestinian things you see on campus and you see, it's like, they, you know, when they say do not forget, never forget the Holocaust, it's because it, it is something that can be forgotten and it is being forgotten because it's the, the, the very few remaining Holocausts uh, survivors who are children now, very young children. Now, you makes you realize a terrible thing, Glenn, which is that the the idea that the Holocaust could have been, you know, well, that's an end to this horrible anti-Semitism. You realize that it isn't, that it's just, nope. there's going to be a continual, it was an apex yep. of anti-Semitism, that there is not, that there is going to be a continuation of pogroms and an attack on these people and uh, on our, on our on these on these people because it is a, it is a, con, a continuation of anti-Semitism. It is certainly not anywhere near the end of it. And and for people who um, war is hell and war is hell and and the idea that um, somehow there's a clean war or there's a way to do it. I mean the death of of of, of children in any situation is is abhorrent and horrible. And the uh, and and you try to prevent it the best you can. But if I remember thinking of Robert McNamara, who was um, working with uh, the Air Force during World War II, they were talking about the firebombing of Japanese cities, and which was, you know, horrific. Something that horrific, absolutely mm-hmm. horrific. Dresden was absolutely horrific. Maybe more people died in Dresden than Nagasaki and Hiroshima combined. The bombing of Dresden. Um, in, in World War II, towards the end of, uh, uh, but to bring Germany to its knees to end that war, was a was a was a greater good, and it's all horrible. But the idea that Hamas is going to be allowed to survive in any form now, for for our questioning of it is, um, what is going to replace it? You know that that's that's the question. But you have to, we you can't sit back and allow your people to be slaughtered. No. You, your babies, you can't. And so we, we have to stand with Israel, and we have to know that this is something that it's it's um, it's not going to be easy, and it, there's, there's going to be, I mean, it's going to require prayer. It's going to require God's help. It's going to require our help. But we have to be there for that and not give in to uh, this um, Hamas uh, publicity campaign, which they're very good at. We're talking to uh, Rob Schneider. He's actor, comedian, uh, writer, and he's just written a piece for uh, Blaze.com, The Gift of Turning 60, where he talks about this and so much more. Uh, and you can find that on the front page of The Blaze. Rob, great talking to you. Thank you so much. Always thank you for your time. And you thank bet. you for your faith. You bet. God, Godspeed. You take it. Uh, life is often incredibly busy and you don't have time to be held back from, you know, living, uh, because of pain. We all have to be in the game right now. We all have to be at our peak. I used to suffer with frequent, terrible pain in my hands. And I mean, it was, it was really horrible. Didn't think I would be able to do this, 
five years ago. It was around this time. It's right around Christmas where I started telling my wife, I think I'm done. This next year is going to be my last year. Um, and that's when she said, try Relief Factor. Why don't you try this? And I'm like, it's not going to work for me. It's a, you know, it's a supplement. It's going to, it's like ibuprofen. That's what I thought at the time. It's not like ibuprofen. It's 100% drug-free, developed by doctors to reduce or eliminate pain and all of the inflammation that we have in our body. See if Relief Factor can help you like it's helped me. Their three-week quick start kit, 1995, comes with Relief Factor's Feel Better or Your Money Back Guarantee. So give it a try. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. You'll feel the difference. Try it now. ReliefFactor.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. All right, you sick freak. Welcome to the uh, welcome to the program. There's uh, something I want you to remember that we are doing uh, next um, this coming Thursday, and it is the covenant. We we all have to remember um, who we are and where we are, what time it is. And this is something that George Washington did and also something Abraham Lincoln did, our pilgrims did. And it is good for Thanksgiving to be reminded uh, who we are. When you talk about the covenant for people who don't know, what, what do you what do you mean by that? Like, is it just a special promise? Uh, a covenant is more than a special promise. It is a contract. Pinky swear? Uh, it's more, more or it's less a, than a pinky more, swear. More. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a... a, a, a irrevocable uh, contract between you and God. And so you don't want to take it lightly. And so we have been putting up a couple of things. We had a 40 days, 40 day program. You can still get it and just go through it. 40 day, 40 night program to, uh, so you can understand biblical covenants all through the past. We are in the last five days of the 15 days to understand. I highly recommend that you, you take that. Um, if you want to understand the covenant, take the 40. It's really important. Also important to get you geared in, especially these last five days. Um, there is the uh, 15-day program, and it gears you into understanding what you have to do to take the covenant. But it is a, it's a solemn promise to God. You know, he says he'll heal our land if we turn back to him. So this is a turning back to him and a covenant. I know who I serve. I serve you. And we're taking a covenant that is very similar to the one that Abraham Lincoln and George Washington made uh, with, with God. That's happening on Thursday's broadcast. You don't want to miss. Tell everybody you know who wants to turn back to God and make a covenant with him. Let's turn to him and have him heal the our land. Program. Cyber criminals just steal everything uh, these days. And they I'll do. tell you about that. In it, just, sometimes they actually even steal your your genuine cell order. Really? Yeah, cyber criminals you will gotta step be in kidding and me. they will steal it right from out uh, from from under you. Wow. Yeah, it's really bad, especially with Thanksgiving only one week away. And we're talking about the best in skincare from GenuCell. <laughs> just in time for the holidays, GenuCell's most popular package is back for you to look stunning at your Thanksgiving gatherings. If, of course, 
you can get past the cyber criminals and they don't steal it all from you. Uh, with brand new Jenny Cell 3 included in your most popular package, you're going to lose 10, 10, 15, 20 years off your appearance, guaranteed. And, you know, you might say, I don't, I don't believe you. That, that seems like a big claim. That's why they know it's a big claim and this is why they guarantee it for you. So you can get your money back if you're not completely satisfied. Take advantage of the GenuCell best sale of the year right now at GenuCell.com slash Beck. They have a great holiday discount. Better than 70% off GenuCell's most popular package with GenuCell 3 and the Dark Spot Corrector. And for results in 12 hours or less, the immediate effects are also included free. GenuCell.com slash Beck. GenuCell.com slash Beck. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Beck. And make sure to go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code there, of course, is Glenn. You'll get 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Let's, let's continue our conversation on the covenant, which is coming on Thursday. And, and I pose this question at first. Why does everybody hate the Jews? Scientists have actually looked at this. Experts <laughs> this and historians. This is real. really good question. Yeah. Why does everybody seem to hate the Jews? Mm-hmm. Uh, one. First, they came up with five reasons. One, Jews are hated because they're an inferior race. Except Jewishness is not a race. Any person, any creed or color can convert to Judaism. Okay, I convert to be a Jew. They would kill me just as fast. Okay. Next one, economic. Jews are hated because they possess too much wealth and power. Well, okay, there are some well-off Jews, uh, but there are millions of poor and downtrodden Jews as well. So Jews are people too. Isn't it kind of weird like that? Jews are hated because they're different from everyone else. Is answer number three. They're outsiders. Well. Jewish communities often tried to assimilate. In the 18th century in Europe, they tried desperately to assimilate. How'd that work out for them? Scapegoat. Answer number four. The Jews are hated because they're the cause for all the world's problems. They've been hated because they're an easy target. Okay. Deicide. The Jews are hated because they killed Jesus Christ. I just like to point out, I'm pretty sure that were those were the Romans that killed Jesus. They were the ones. So I asked the question again, why do people hate the Jews? And why is America second in line? Notice that? Mm. We're the great Satan. Why? I think there's really one reason. The Jewish people know who they are. They're the children of Israel. They are from the promised land. They are God's chosen people. Who says they're chosen people? That's not, that's not right. Everybody's searching for answers, searching for the truth. Jews have something unique. They have an eternal identity that has been spoken And it's an identity that is built on traditions, laws, promise, faith in God, a covenant, a rock of a covenant. And the Jewish people work hard at studying and teaching that covenant. 
They've handed down the traditions and blessings from one generation to another for thousands of years. They are very clear who they are. Now, just that alone, holding on to who you are, passing on customs and traditions and conventions, that makes you a little peculiar in today's world. We're not doing it. They are. And their covenant gives them a relationship with God and with one another. It binds them. It lifts them up. You know, the attitude in Israel is extraordinarily positive right now. I have heard that people have told me in Israel that everybody's very optimistic. They're all like, we're going to win this and we're going to solve this problem. And they're not cowering in fear. Where do they get that? The covenant of God gives them confidence that they're going to be blessed if they do what they're supposed to do. In a world where the foundations of truth and reality are being destroyed and being distorted, that kind of confidence lends itself to envy. And as Yoda warned us, envy leads to jealousy. Jealousy leads to hate. Hate leads to anger. And anger leads to the dark side. Or something like that. Like suffering. Or- Shut up. I'll tell you what Yoda said. <laughs> we are suffering today, are we not? And it's because we're not grateful. It's because we forgot who we are. Jealousy. It leads to riots, abuse, and kidnappings. It's led us to war. And over and over again, it has led to mass genocide. You see, I think why the Jews are so hated is it's Satan's way of winning against God. This is the, this is the scriptures according to Glenn, so take it for what it's worth. God made the covenant. God did. I'll be your God. You will be my people. You will grow in size. All Satan has to do to beat God is to kill God's chosen people. That forces it. If I kill all of his people, then he's no longer God because he said he would protect them. And if we're looking for a way out of our situation, the surest way is to follow the example of the Jew. Remember who you are. Remember, too, that we're number two. We're the great Satan. We're next. And that's because we, too, are a covenant people. You notice it's not Great Britain that they're saying is a great Satan. It's us. It's us. Because we are. When the pilgrims set foot in America, they step forward not only on the rock at Plymouth, but on the rock of the covenant. Comparisons are made all the time between the Jews and the pilgrims, and the pilgrims were also reviled. They were persecuted. They were led to a land of promise. And like the Jews, the pilgrims built on traditions, laws, and faith in God. The pilgrims worked hard. They didn't blame others. They studied. They sought and taught the covenant. They handed down promises and blessings from one generation to the next. They forged a nation built on a relationship with God. But we, when we get to next week and we're celebrating Thanksgiving, how many of us are thinking about any of those things? Any of them. 
We've abandoned our promises. We've cast aside our blessings. We've given up on our relationship with God. But let Thursday change this because we can pick up the mantle of our national covenant again. And the pilgrims made their covenant with us. I, I tell you, with us. Not some generic us, but us, the people living today in mind. They're nearing the first Thanksgiving. They had so many trials. Only half of their company is left. Half died on the way over. Then the other half, the half of the other half died in the first winter. William Brewster's one of the survivors. And he said, for some divine purpose, we yet remain. It is our master's will that we stand or fall here. And in our harvest trials, has not the divine presence been with us? Wherefore, let us stand. We believe this movement to be from him. If he prosper us, we shall be the means of planting here a Christian colony and of ending hence its precious blessing. Blessed, blessed, it will be for us. Blessed for this land, for this vast continent. Generations to come shall look back to this hour and find these scenes of agonizing trial to this day of small things and say, here was our beginning as a people. These were our fathers. Through their trials, we inherit our blessings. Their faith is our faith. Their hope is our hope. Their God is our God. That's what the covenant is about. You have inherited the blessings and the responsibilities that have come with this covenant. You didn't make it. But our pilgrims, George Washington and Abraham Lincoln, renewed it. We've made this. This is what God means when he says, if that nation will turn back and turn their face back to me, I will heal their land. It's your turn to step up and answer the call. The nation is waiting. The world is waiting. God is waiting. Thursday. On this broadcast, do not miss Thursday's broadcast. If you want to know more about it and you want to prepare for it, just go to glenbeck.com. We have a 40-day and 40-night. You're going to have to race through that one. And we have a 15-day that is more on your family. This first one is about the covenant, what it all means, all the examples of it in the past, and the 15-day is for your family and yourself to prepare for it. You can find those both at glenbeck.com. All right, can I talk about cyber criminals, Stu? May I? May I? You may. They try to steal everything. Your credit card information, your bank info can be your DNA. That's not something you can just replace. Now you're talking medical and insurance fraud, all kinds of weird bioengineering crimes that are happening. It's a strange, strange world out there. You need protection. May I recommend you get the best? LifeLock. Everything you have could be gone in a moment. Don't wait for somebody to steal all of your personal, deeply personal information and identity. Protect yourself now. Now, not everybody can, you know, stop everything from happening because it's constantly changing. 
But LifeLock by Norton, having that installed can save you so much money and hassle. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BACK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BACK. Save 25%. It's LifeLock.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Imagine going to the shooting range and walking in confidently, confident in what your results are going to be, raising your gun and aiming it at the target in front of you and you know, not hitting the wall three feet to the left. It might seem uh, like a long shot because you haven't been doing this that often. Maybe you're looking at uh, trying to be someone who's uh, an accurate marksman or markswoman as some sort of like far off goal because it costs so much, right? Well, you don't have to deal with that anymore with the iTarget Cube. iTarget Cube is fully compatible with your existing iTarget Pro laser bullets, and you can buy one or upgrade to a three-pack for a truly unique training experience. These laser bullets go right in your regular gun. Uh, you use them uh, you, like you're almost like you're dry firing, but you get to track all of your results. And now you can track every shot you make with the iTarget Cube. You can practice alone or compete with friends. And the system works with your home's Wi-Fi. So it's really easy to set up. You can place cubes anywhere in your home and practice self-defense scenarios safely without the expense and inconvenience of having to go to the shooting range. If you want all the benefits of staying in practice, and there are many, and none of the drawbacks, and there are many. Uh, iTarget is for you. Right now, they're 10% off plus free shipping with the offer code BLAZE10 when you go to iTargetPro.com. comes in all the most popular calibers, so you can train with almost any firearm. It's the most easy and cost-effective way to train. iTargetPro.com. Code is BLAZE10. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. I want to give you some headlines here. Um, FBI officials have singled out agents who were former military for anti-Trump retaliation, according to whistleblowers now at the FBI, that they are targeting former uh, Marines and former military. Also, the IRS now has launched an audit into a conservative organization that helped tank nominees for the key administration posts, something that that can be done. That's why the Tides Foundation, that's why all of these other groups all exist to politically work uh, magic, if you will, against their opponents' ideas and figures. Then you have feds possibly targeting Eric Adams because he criticized uh, Joe Biden. All right. Now let me go someplace uh, that is, I think... Truly shocking. And that is uh, from the Democrat from Maryland, Jamie Raskin. He predicted that a second presidential term for uh, former President Donald Trump would look a lot like Russian President Vladimir Putin's leadership in Russia. Now, how would you describe that? Suboptimal. He said, uh, this comes from Trump. He was asked the question last week. Uh, Biden administration has weaponized the Justice Department and the FBI. 
He said he certainly could do the same should he become president again. The role of the government, in his view, according to Raskin, is to advance his political fortunes and destroy his political enemies. Hmm. Now, what would be the goal of this administration? Advance his political fortunes and his fortune fortunes and destroy his political enemies. Isn't that so? Seems to be the main thing he's trying to accomplish. He said it would look like Viktor Orban in Hungary uh, or uh, a democracy without rights or liberties or respect for the due process, the system, a rule or law. He said Trump and his allies, their plan is to reject any elections that they lose. I mean, I can't take it. I mean, (laughs) I can't take it. The Democrats have been doing that forever. I know. They always reject everyone I know. they lose. I mean, and let's not put it past Donald Trump. He's also rejected the ones he's won. Uh, remember, yeah. he said millions of illegal immigrants voted, and that's why it was so close against Hillary Clinton. So the bottom line is no one on either side thinks any election no is actually legitimate. And that no is a, a, a scary, a scary space to be in. It is a truly frightening space. How does this end well? You know, we're out of time, Glenn, and I'm sorry we couldn't get to that today, but uh, I don't know. I have no idea how it ends well. I mean, look, the way it ends well is what you were talking about earlier in this program, right? Which is talking about you're relying on uh, God and uh, eternal forces to do things that seem impossible. Yes. That is that is how this ends well. Outside of that, I don't know what the path is. I mean, you well, have to do every little step, right? You have to go out and vote. You have to make sure you're doing the right things. Oh, do yeah. the next right thing, as Correct. you always say. Um, but at the end of the day, you really can't control it. You really no. can't. It's right. let go of the outcome and, and just do the just next right do thing. The next, do, do the next right thing. And this, the reason why they're so desperate is because it's all coming down. It's all coming down around them. You know, America is on to them. Uh, did you hear about the the immigrants that ended up in Chicago? They went they came across the border illegally from Venezuela. They were uh, put into shelters in Chicago. And uh, they said. If we're going to live like this, we'd rather go back to Venezuela and so they're self-deport. Chicago is so bad that Venezuela is hopeful. We should send all everyone oh who comes across gosh. the border directly to Chicago, Chicago and let them experience the best America has to offer, at least from the left, the best America's liberalism can offer you. And then they'll go back to the socialist paradise of Venezuela. You know, I was just in Chicago, uh, what, two weeks ago, weekend, okay. last weekend, and it's such a great city. It is. It, it is such a great city. so much city. to like. Yeah. 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 And uh, none of that is around anymore. I was there a couple summers ago and went to some Cubs games while we yeah. were there. And, you know, we did a bunch of stuff and it was really fun. It was like a really nice city. A didn't city. see any really any real problems. And I'm like, maybe this is the one weekend where people didn't constantly murder each other here. Well, and then I got back and no, no. they had been murdering yeah. them the whole time. I just <laughs> yeah. luckily wasn't in the same place. Right. Right. Well, this is the weekend. Is it this weekend or next weekend that is the weekend to get to San Francisco? President Z, it, how this is freaky is this? The president of China, President Z, is coming. And so Gavin Newsom and all of San Francisco 
got all the homeless off the streets, cleaned the streets so President Z can see it. That's what they do with dictators. Incredible. It's absolutely incredible. The Glenn Beck Program. Okay, let me tell you about preborn. Uh, abortion's a tragic part of our lives as Americans. Even after the overturning of Roe versus Wade, it continues to rob children of the right to live. And what's more devastating is the majority of women who get abortions say later they would have chosen life if they just felt like they had support. That's where preborn comes in to fill the gap. Women are being told their babies are just clumps of cells. Preborn blows that away with free ultrasounds and postnatal care. Once they've introduced mom to her unborn child, she's twice as likely to choose life for that child. But then they also need more help. They need help after the child is born. When you support preborn, you not only support women, you empower them. And your donation of $28 will help a woman make the choice that she won't have to regret the rest of her life and then gives her the ultimate blessing, life and people around her who love her and will help her through the first couple of years. Dial pound 250, say the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby. It's preborn.com slash Glenn. I just want to give you a trigger warning. Uh, I'm about to share my truth. And my truth is my truth. It may not be your truth. Uh, and I'm going to share it. And I just want you to be triggered. I don't want you to be triggered. So you naturally, my truth is the truth. I'm going to share the truth. And that's your truth and my truth. Except it's not. It's just the ones that we have to bow down to, you know, the truth. Oh, yeah. I recognize that. It's weird. We're going to be sharing that. And so a lot of people, if you're on the freeway, try to get away from the other cars because if they happen to be listening and they happen to be, you know, believers in their truth, they're going to start twitching and it could get ugly on the highway. So just be safe out there. We continue in just a second with the ever loving truth. First, let me tell you about Goldline. The M2 money supply is shrinking which is a really rare event, not really seen since the Great Depression era. Amidst all the fluctuations, Wall Street is caught in the turbulence of unpredictability. Investors are taking note. History reveals a cautionary tale. Each significant contraction in the past 150 years was followed by a depression 
and double-digit unemployment rates. But this time it's different. I know, and that's your truth. This means the traditional economic safety nets are starting to fray. The Dow Jones, S&P 500, NASDAQ, all feeling the tremors. The historic decline of 3.17% year over year may be an ominous sign. Are your stocks, are they about to take a nosedive? How about the dollar? Did you see Moody's just downgraded us again? Wisdom calls for diversifying and stability. Just spread it out. As the dollar's uh, power weakens, financial institutions are recoiling. One firm is standing proud for 60 years and solid. It's Goldline. They have an opportunity unheard of in today's economic climate with every tube of 25 one-quarter ounce Mayflower rounds that you purchase. Goldline is going to offer 200 of their Mind Your Business silver bars for free. So that's 200 silver bars for free. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. Oh, my good friend, Dr. Vody Bachman is uh, with it. He with us. He is the author of The Ever-Loving Truth. How you doing, Vody? I'm doing great, man. It's good to talk to you again. Thank you. Are you in are you in Africa still? Yeah, I'm in Zambia right okay. now. Yeah. How are things in, in Zambia? I don't get to say that very often. Yeah. <laughs> things are things are going okay. It's hot. Yeah. But, uh, things are going okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um so Vody, I wanted to get you on because we're we're doing uh renewal of the covenant the pilgrims George Washington Abraham uh, Lincoln made uh in our history. And um it it all really revolves around the truth and we have a problem with truth right now. And I know you have a book out and you talk about a um a pastor that uh, you were talking uh, talking to, and he said, "Let me tell you about my Bible study that I had a few weeks ago." And he was uh, teaching First uh, Corinthians chapter five. Can you tell that story? Do you remember that story? Well, no. I, you got You got You got to help me. Okay, with so that. he said um. he was sitting uh, <laughs> sitting down in a group full of uh, uh, people. And he was watching the young um, people because he got to the part of the text where it involved an affair uh, and uh, that he knew that, you know, there was going to be problems. And he said it wasn't the problem of the illicit affair that intrigued the younger set, but the idea that Paul would have. Yeah, Paul would have the audacity. The idea of the response. Right. That you should yeah, be removed that, from that the church. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. When you start asking me about the stories in the, in, I'm sorry. In the book, yeah, yeah. You, you can throw me a little bit. <laughs> I know. But, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. That that was the idea that the people were offended by the absolute truth claim, more offended by the absolute truth claim than they were by the sin itself. It, it's as though in in this day, the greatest sin that you can commit is not what God calls sin, but actually calling out what God calls sin. And, you know, the, the, the reason that I sort of hesitate with that story is because, you know, this is an updated and re-released uh, version of a book 
my first book yeah. that I actually wrote in, in 2004. And that's one of the stories from the actual, from the original, you know, book back in 2004. And the reason that we redid this, the reason that we did a, a, an update and revision was because those things I was talking about back then are not only still with us, but they've actually grown and mutated. Oh yeah. And so today, you know, it wouldn't be, you know, an affair. Uh, today, it would be something about, you know, the, the trans and actually saying that, you know, trans women are, are not real women. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that this new version of tolerance has elevated, um, so- you know, everybody's personal desire above the word of God. How do you how do you describe this new tolerance? Because tolerance used to mean that, you know, you just put up with somebody who's saying things you don't necessarily agree with or don't like. And you're just like, you know, just let it pass. (laughs) But now you can't do that. Right. No, no, no. The, the, the new tolerance, you know, it's, it's, there's three pieces. There's relativism, pluralism, and tolerance. And, you know, I put these together um, and talk about how they, they form this foundation. Relativism, the idea that, you know, truth is relative. There's, there's no absolute truth. Pluralism, all ideas are equal and of equal value. And tolerance is that you must celebrate the ideas of others and consider them of equal value to your own. So it's it's not disagreeing agreeably. It's not disagreeing at all. But there's a caveat. And the caveat is there are truths with which you can disagree. And they are truths found in the scripture. You don't have to you don't have to tolerate truths that are found in the scripture. You have to tolerate all people, but you don't have to tolerate you know, white, male, heterosexual, cisgendered, able-bodied, right. native-born, right? So, again, this new tolerance is, is selective and intolerant. You know, there's a, I, I've, I've noticed a really disturbing trend um, as we all, at least God-fearing people, um, have started to go, you know, maybe um, – we better turn back to God. Maybe I haven't done what I was supposed to do. Maybe I haven't, you know, I'm not the best representative of my faith. Um, and more and more people are starting to turn there. And some people are taking, uh, I've, I've talked to several people in, in America who believe that our constitution, it's old, outdated on our side, it's old, outdated, and it needs to be replaced yeah. with more of a religious state, which to me is terrifying and not the path that we're yeah. supposed to go down. Yeah, and it's interesting, you know, to think that our constitution, the U.S. Constitution, is the oldest standing constitution in the world by far. And I think it speaks to, it speaks to God's providence and the genius of the individuals, you know, who, who, who put it together. Um, but you know, that doesn't mean that it can't be eroded and it is being eroded. And I don't think the answer to the erosion is to somehow do what other countries do all the time, which is abandon it, um, you know, and, and, and try to do something new and try to do something different. Because the fact of the matter is, 
uh, you know, our worldview and foundation uh, is so skewed that whatever we came up with, I, I'd be afraid of. Yeah, so would I. Um, the the idea, though, that um, you, we have people from all different faiths, but we are a Judeo-Christian nation. That's what we were founded on. So how, you, you know, go ahead. That's why, that's why we can have people of so many different faiths, because our biblical morality is such that we do not force our faith on others. It is our biblical morality that laid the foundation for people to come and be free. It's our biblical morality that created the environment. And ironically, people are now trying to throw away that biblical morality, and the end result will be tyranny, not tolerance. The the average the role of the average Christian in I mean we've I, I think tolerance has been used against us um, because we've wanted yes. to be kind etc cetera, etc cetera, and we stop speaking the truth and uh, that's so misunderstood in today's world what what role should a Christian play in today's society what should we be doing. Yeah. And, you know, I talk about this in the book, too. And at the end of the day, we're, we're truth tellers. At the end of the day, we, we stand on the truth of the gospel. At the end of the day, we love people enough to tell them the truth. We believe that all men are sinners and that there is only one answer to man's sin problem. And when we present Christ and his person and work as the answer to man's sin problem, that is not us saying, I'm superior to you. That's us saying, I'm just one beggar telling another beggar where I found bread. Tell me um, your help help on this. There are so many people. I was just talking to Rob Schneider, the the actor and comedian, and he just converted and uh, he's now a Christian where he was kind of nothing. And um, he said it's because evil is becoming so apparent now. I figured I should pick a side. Um, but, But for some reason, evil is not apparent to so many. For instance, I feel bad for the innocent people in Gaza that might be killed as collateral damage in a war, Um, just like I felt bad for Germans that were killed in the war as collateral damage. Um, But you're seeing people now on the streets call for the death of Jews, quoting Hitler um, and still... So many people all around the world are not waking up to uh, think this sounds evil. How do, how do you yeah, and how do you get people to wake up if they will stare evil in its face and do nothing? Yeah, that and that's the great irony. You know, it, people do see evil, but you know, as Isaiah warns, they actually call good evil and evil, evil good. good. And ultimately, this is a worldview issue. You keep hearing this same, and we've talked about this before when I was there with you in person, this same neo-Marxist worldview that divides the world into oppressors and the oppressed. And when you look at conflicts, you look at conflicts through that lens of who qualifies as the oppressor here 
not by their actions, right, but by your classifications and who qualifies as the oppressed. And people are making decisions based on that and solely based on that. And that stops them from seeing evil things that they grew up knowing. I mean, there's not a person except for Nazis. There's not a person in America that didn't grow up being taught you know, the Holocaust was a horror show. Yeah, yeah. I, and that's part of the great, you know, irony in all this. But there's less of that being taught than there is this oppressor oppressed binary, mm. which is interesting because we don't want binaries with male and female, but we want binaries with oppressor oppressed, mm. right? But there's so much of that being taught. And it overwhelms anything else that's being taught um, in, in terms of history. And, and also, what's being taught is that there are certain ideologies that are evil because these ideologies are used to oppress people. And also, this whole idea of anti colonialism, right? And so, if you can classify someone as a colonizer, right? I mean, that, that's like the worst thing in the world that anyone could do or be and anything that happens to them, they deserve. Um, we're talking to uh, Vody Bachman. We'll be back in just a second. Give me 60 seconds. Miracles can happen. In fact, they happen every single day. And sometimes they happen in ways that seem normal, but aren't. Consider this. Because of people like you every single day, the Ministry of Preborn is helping to rescue 200 babies from being aborted. Now, you can't tell me that's not a miracle. Preborn offers free ultrasounds, expecting moms meet their unborn child when they hear his or her little heart beating. It changes everything. But that's not all. They care about the mom, too, because those 60 percent of those who had an abortion said I wouldn't have chosen that if I thought that I had support. So they offer those mothers the help they need when choosing life for a full two years a $28 donation, the price of an ultrasound, could make the difference between life and death of a child. So don't wait. Act today. If you have the means, you could, would be, it'd be great if you would consider a gift to save babies in a big way. Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue 200 babies. To donate, dial pound 250, say the keyword baby, that's pound 250, keyword baby, or donate securely at preborn.com slash Beck. That's preborn.com slash Beck. By the way, they have a 100% charity rating, so you can give with confidence. Sponsored by Preborn. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, Vody, we're uh, we're doing um, we're renewing the covenant on Thursday, and I don't know, being in uh, in Zambia, if you've um, <laughs> heard us talk about it at all. But the idea that we make a covenant with God and turn our face back to Him to heal our land. Do you have any thoughts on this? On uh, the importance that we play in uh, being a covenant people? You know, Thanksgiving is coming up and, and we always have a big Thanksgiving here um, in, in Zambia. 
and a lot of people never experienced things even before. And one of the things I do is I read um, George Washington's Thanksgiving proclamation. Oh, wow. And people are astonished. They're floored. Um, I mean, they, they just, they can't believe that, you know, that that was, that that was said and that it's still allowed to stand. And, um, you know, they can't believe that kind of language was ever the language of, you know, a national leader. Um, yeah, in America. And and so I, I, yeah, I, I think we've lost a great deal in that regard. We've, we've lost a great deal. We've lost our, uh, our relationship and we're on the ropes and, I have been thinking, you know, for 25 years, seeing this coming, what can we do to stop it? And I think we're at the place where it's miracle time. It's miracle time. Um, Miracles have to happen. We have to uh, stand up, but stand up peacefully. Uh, And, you know, they're priming people to be violent and we just can't go that way. It's going to take a miracle, but that's what we have to do. there has to be a revival. I mean, there, there just has to be a revival. There, there, God is our only hope. And unfortunately, just saying that is offensive in this day and age uh, because that's the last thing that people want to put their hope in. But it's the only, only. thing that will save us. You know, there, there, there's, there's nothing else. Yeah, do you want to put your hope in an election <laughs> another political party boy i i find very little hope hope there uh Vody, thank you for being on with us um Vody is the uh the founding dean of the african christian university school of divinity he is also the author of the book ever loving truth uh it came out last month but you can get it wherever books are sold just go online and look for the ever loving truth the updated uh, version, uh, what he uh, thought was coming our way back in <clears throat> 2004 <clears throat> is um, really amazing to read today, especially the updated version uh, on how far we have gone. Vody, God bless. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. God bless. Back in just a minute with more. The Glenn Beck Program. A, uh, a point of view on Veterans Day that I don't think you've heard anywhere else coming up in just a second. First, let me talk to you about MyPillow. MyPillow is, I mean, it's just a great company that makes great things. I am, I'm wearing their slippers right now. Um, they, uh, uh, they make great slippers. They make great uh, pillows. They make great towels. You name it. When you go uh, and buy one of the MyPillow products, you will find that they are made here in America. Um, They're made with the best product, and they're incredibly um, affordable. That's the best thing about them. They're great products that are affordable. 
Get a six-piece towel set right now for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98 with the promo code BECK. Now, you can get the designer premium line for $20 more, but no matter what set you decide on, that's a 50% savings. The towels are really good, and you can find the offer at MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square and type in the promo code BECK and save 50%, MyPillow.com. Right now, you can save 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Just go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. Well, November 11th, every year, marks the end of World War I. Overseas, it's called Armistice Day, which sounds kind of quaint and old-fashioned. We call it Veterans Day here in America. And this year on Veterans Day, a gigantic pro-Hamas protest uh, took place in London, of all places. And it was mostly peaceful, of course. But make no mistake, it was neither pro-peace nor anti-war. Even if you ignore the chance, you know, of from the river to the sea, you know, and taking them at their word, forcing Israel into a ceasefire right now is not the way to peace. I really want to I really I think that on Veterans Day weekend, we should get this. If the war would stop now without destroying Hamas, Hamas against uh, once again learns it can slaughter Jews, then run back home and hide behind its own civilians and the world will protect it. I'm home. I'm home. Time out. Time out. And instead of rebuilding, it will rearm and do it again and again and again and encourage others to do exactly the same. In fact, A Moss spokesperson told the New York Times he hoped the, quote, the state of war with Israel will become permanent on all of their borders. So. Accepting or pushing for a ceasefire, leaving Hamas in place only leads to more war and more death. Now, contrary to what the romantics past or present would have us believe, war is the sad truth, not the exception in human history. Lawrence Keeley wrote a book in 1996 called uh, War Before Civilization. And he makes the case through a survey of archaeology and tribal warfare that war was practically a constant in all tribal societies. Violent death was a shockingly high probability. Rousseau's, you know, noble savage was only ever a myth and a dangerous one as anybody who you know tried to cross the plains back in the 1800s found out peace far from the rule was the exception in fact according to keely pacifist tribes were generally either geographically insulated from the need for fighting Or they were actually defeated tribes, tribes that had been hurt so bad that they had lost their taste for war. That's something you need to realize. Defeated tribes. Do they have any parallels in modern history? Let's look at Germany and Japan, shall we? There was the first conflict 
these nations and they lost always before the nations had rebuilt an even stronger military when they lost world war ii was the first whose cost was so high that this time they rebuilt admittedly with a lot of help from america into pacifist nations they had been so uh, for the most part they've been you know passive since now china and north korea are making threatening noises and japan is starting to reconsider the need for a war fighting capability it's accepted wisdom now that germany after world war one was humiliated and this um, led to the rise of the nazis certainly germany was humiliated repeatedly under the peace imposed by the treaty, uh, treaty of versailles this also allowed anti-semitism and conspiracy theories to fester under which germans came to believe their army was about to win world war one only be to be stabbed in the back betrayed from within uh, by jews into a, a dishonorable surrender what made this possible Germany was not invaded in World War I. It was not occupied. It wasn't dismantled. Its army was not destroyed on the battlefield. Rather, it was allowed to surrender with what were still then customary military honors. Germany stopped fighting before being destroyed convincingly in its own eyes. It walked off the battlefield feeling humiliated by the Allies. Now, if that humiliation didn't occur, maybe Germany wouldn't have rebuilt its uh, military and launched World War II. But the history of nations, including Europe, suggests that it it might also have uh, done that anyway, maybe more slowly repeating wars of empire, because that's what happens over and over again. If Germany had been more thoroughly and clearly defeated paid a higher price pre-armistice for World War I, had its army destroyed, its territory invaded, and then rebuilt with Allied help, then perhaps the Weimar Republic could have held. Germany could have become a pacifist country for the next 80 years and counting. We won't know. But we shouldn't forget that pacifist democratic Europe as we know it is largely a product of post-World War II blood. It feels like the world is constantly going up in flames. But the truth is, when you look at history, we actually live in a golden age of peace. War is at an all-time low, as is the likelihood of dying a violent, horrible death. And all of this, with the horrors of modern warfare included. See, most of us just grew up under Pax Americana. So we can afford the pacifism that we hold so dear. But our time is the exception, not the rule in human history. And none of us should take that lightly. And we do. We take our success, our security... Our access to food, our access to what we now say are basic needs 
We take them for granted all the time. Let alone peace. We've been in far too many wars because we played America's policemen and we need to be out of that business. But we also should remember if the world wants durable peace, there's no substitute for clear victory. Reagan said it peace through strength. I think I think what brought the Middle East to the table was Donald Trump's twitchy eye. He's like, this guy might do it, man. He might. That's peace through strength. The point of being strong is not so you can burn the world down every time you get bored. The point is to be so strong that no one will start a fight out of the cold certainty that will end in your utter defeat and possible death. Not only to deny the enemy victory, but any hope of victory. That's why you fight with everything you have. No hope for victory. The alternative is not, you know, hippie pacifism, flowers in the barrel. It's to allow all those who seek war and death to dictate the agenda. And that's what we're close to doing. The world is close to saying this. John Stuart Mill, he was a British philosopher. He saw the American Civil War coming. He thought it would be worth the cost. Or at least not the worst alternative. 1848, ahead of the American Civil War, he wrote, War in a good cause is not the greatest evil which a nation can suffer. War is an ugly thing, but it's not the ugliest of things. The decayed and degraded state of moral and patriotic feeling, which thinks nothing is worth a war, is worse. We attacked yet again in Syria. Iran has named us the great Satan, and they said last week that we are, uh, that, that death to America is not an empty chant, it is policy. I hope to God we're not dragged into anything. But I will tell you, the best chance we have of not being dragged into anything is to let Israel do what Israel is doing. Let them take away any hope of any kind of military victory. That will do more to keep the peace. That's the things that our veterans have done in the past. And because I wasn't here, Last week, we should thank a veteran. Happy Veterans Day. How often are you getting to the gun range to practice shooting? Are you doing it once a week, once a month? If you're like me, you really enjoy target practice, but I'm not going because it's way too expensive for the ammunition. I just don't want to just, I just don't want to waste all that ammunition. And it's not a waste. But it's just a ton of cash. And can you get it again? I mean, I just don't want to burn through all of it. I need it. I need it. One alternative to this is Mantis X, and it's the one I use. It's a high-tech, easy-to-use system. 
used widely by the military, and it helps you improve your shooting quickly. You just attach it to your firearm, connect it with an app on your smartphone or tablet via Bluetooth. Then, whether you're dry firing actual rounds or even dry firing you know, for practice, it'll give you an instant feedback on what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and how to correct it. It's all right there, live. It's like having a firearms instructor right next to you. It's going to save you money. You're going to get better at shooting, and you're not going to waste your ammunition. Start improving today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're we're just uh, stunned by the pro-Palestinian uh, rallies. I mean, I get it, except I don't get that people are embracing it with what they're saying. Listen to this. This is a protest leader in D.C. this weekend. Okay, so that's going on in Washington, D.C. It's a good argument for um, a two-state solution. That's all it was. It called. really is. And this one is, too. This uh, is a anti-Israel protester, Palestinian. Listen to this. If the West feels so sorry for the Israeli Zionists, why don't they give a place in Germany? Why don't they go to Hitler's back garden and make an occupation there? Then they will know what kind of people these are. Why every so many hundred years the Zionists get slaughtered? Because Hitler knew how to deal with these people. They probably made a program so they can create a state of Israel in the expense of Palestinian Muslims' blood. Wow. Wow. Okay. And as bad as that is, by the way, we should note that there's people standing right next to him, not even like oh, yeah. looking shocked, nope. not, no no, argument. They don't try to move away to get out of the camera shot. Nope. And by the way, for all those who are suffering in the hospitals, here is a video of a mom who apparently saw her injured son in the hospital in Gaza. So she ran to be with him. In the video, you'll see him assure that it's all a fake mom and he unwraps his bloody head gauze uh, to show. There he is. There's mom. Look, see? That's incredible. And that's in the hospital. It looks like the, you know, emergency room of the Caught hospital. Video. Yeah. But, don't but let's take the Hamas health, uh, Gaza Health Ministry's word for yeah. each uh, and every injury. That is a war crime. That for is a war crime. To no, to uh, hide under a hospital. Mm-hmm. It's a war crime. Yeah, it's fascinating because you know they throw this out all the time that every attack on Gaza is a war crime. I, I've read a fascinating piece from a, a lawyer who was talking about what international law actually is. Because I mean, I would look at this and say, okay, well, you need to. Do what you need to do to protect your people and 
And, you know, you have a basic calculus on how that works, right? You don't want to kill tons of innocent people, obviously, to go after a military target. But if you have to go after a military target, you have to make those judgments. Right. Apparently, it's a lot more complicated than that when it comes to international law. Shockingly, it's yeah. not just like oh, on a whim. Let's I don't know. This one seems Wait worth a minute. it. You, are you telling me attorneys might be involved yeah. in, in war? There are layers and layers and layers of of this, of how to figure out whether each individual attack is worthy of the standard of international law. And the uh, the attack, it has nothing to do with, oh, well, you know, Gaza says 10,000 have been di- killed and only 1,400 were killed on October 7th. It's got nothing to do with that. That's not what proportionate means. What does proportionate mean? I mean, you know, I think the layman's term would be like, well, if you rape and decapitate a bunch of our people, I guess we do the same to you. That's eye for that's an eye. That's eye for an eye. It's obviously not that. But people would say, okay, well, maybe the numbers need to be similar. No, that's not the standard at all. What is the standard? The standard is um, basically each... the degree any degree of damage up to and including death that civilians have not be excessive in relation to the military advantage anticipated from a strike against a military target so so basically each individual bombing is guided by this principle of we have to justify not just internally but with outside lawyers and sometimes the israeli supreme court by the way that you have to look at this and say, okay, we we know these lawyer, we believe these, you know, Hamas representatives are there, and we have to say how much, how does that, how do we justify that killing potential civilians that are there as well in collateral damage, and if there's tons and tons and tons of them, even with a high level Hamas leader, they might not take that particular opportunity. Well, so the average is how many deaths globally. According to this, the average is nine civilians for every one military member. And how much is it with uh, Israel? We don't know right now because obviously they're in the middle of this. But the most recent attack from Israel prior to October 7th was 0.6 to 1. So normal is 9 to 1. Israel is doing it at 0.6 to 1, but they're committing genocide. Wow. The Glenn Beck Program. 